Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. We had been discussing Chapter 8, Yoga of Imperishable Brahman. So far, we have seen that in the beginning, Bhagwan gave the definitions of the terms Arjuna was curious about. So first thing he said is, the imperishable is the Brahman. That which remains constant in all periods of time, in all conditions, is Brahman. Swabhava Adhyatma, which is his nature is called Adhyatma. The very nature of Brahman is Adhyatma. So when we say Adhyatmic knowledge, the knowledge about that imperishable Brahman is Adhyatma. Then he defined the karma. Karma is that creative action which makes things and beings come into beings. It's called karma. The karma is not just any action, but the action which creates something new, something improved. It's called karma. Adibhuta hikshara bhavaha. That which is perishable is called adibhuta. Adibhuta is the world of prakriti we live in. It's a, Adi Daivam is the one which makes this perishable function is Adi Daivam. All the beings when they function in this world, that force which makes them function is called Adi Daivam. So at our level we have understood that all the senses which make me function, that which makes my senses function is the Adi Daivam. So each sense has its own deva or devata. I have its own devata. Without that, I cannot see. Without that, ear cannot hear. Without that, skin cannot feel touch. So that's the devata of each senses. But Bhagavan says, Adi Yagna is I myself. But the transaction which is taking place between I and the world, you see, only I am the enjoyer of that. That Brahman, which is imperishable, whose very nature is to remain changeless, when it functions through this perishable being, he becomes Adhidaivam, but he is the only one who enjoys. You only become aware of your perception as long as he is functioning through you. So that's the main message Arjuna got. And then in the following verses we have seen that one who remembers in the time of death that Brahman, he will become one with that Brahman. In other words, the changeless state which we are seeking. What changeless state? Once I am in happiness, I want to make that state changeless. I want to make it permanent. Once I have achieved something, I want to make sure that it doesn't go away. So that inherent desire to remain in the constant state of happiness is only possible if I recognize the state of Brahman. Following verses which we have seen talks about what happens when I get out of this limited 
state of existence involve migrating into the other state of existence where will i go i said whoever will remember me that state of imperishable brahman will come to me those who will remember other devatas will go to them at the time of our prayana kala at the time of our journey we can only go to the destination which is in our mind whatever destination or determined that the destination i will reach so bhagwan said those who keep the destination at that final destination where there is no unhappiness there is no change there is no sorrow that state only exists in that one supreme brahman only so that's the theme of this chapter and we have seen that it's not easy for us because we are driven by our vasanas we are driven by our desires so we constantly think that our happiness lies in this world of objects outside acquiring accomplishing will get me happiness that would we try and we realize that that's not getting me where i need to go so bhagwan said it is possible for only those who ananya chetaha satatam yomam smarati nityasah who constantly keep in mind that the happiness cannot lie in this changing world because once i decide this set of situation is perfect for me but i can't keep it exactly the same by the time i think about that situation being perfect the situation already changed because the world is nothing but a state of constant change that was some sarathi the sansar so within that sansar when i'm trying to find happiness it's a futile effort because what i'm trying to look for is a state a situation which gives me happiness once i find that i say i want to keep it this way but it doesn't remain that way so one who remembers that there is only one state where there is no change which is the changeless state of brahman that only will give me that happiness so ananya chetaha one without thinking other think that this is the only state which when i identify there will not be any unhappiness yomam smarati nityasa constantly keep reminding that that's the state which i'm trying to achieve tasyaham sulabha is i'm very easy for them once you decided what you want to achieve figured out that that's what i want to get if your goal is fixed it easier to get our problem is that our goal is not fixed where my happiness lies we constantly if i get this i'll be happy the next thing i said no i will be happy because the goal is not fixed we have difficulty achieving it once you decided the goal it will not be difficult tasyam sulabha partha nitti yuktasya yogina a yogi who has united with me who has identified with me that that's my happiness for him i'm very easy to achieve it मां उपेत्य पुनर्जन्म दुखालय अशाश्वतम न आपनुवंते सो व्हाई आई वांट टू डू दैट बिकॉज़ वंस आई अचीव दैट स्टेट आई नेवर हैव टू कम बैक टू द स्टेट ऑफ दुखा अगेन दिस वर्ल्ड व्हिच आई कंसीडर इज माय अबोड राइट नाउ भगवान से इट्स अ दुखालय इट्स अ हाउस ऑफ पेन बिकॉज़ एवरीथिंग व्हिच आई डू हैज सम पेन एसोसिएटेड विथ इट no matter how hard we try to get perfect happiness from any situation we end up with some side effects 
we invade Iraq, we thought mission accomplished, but then the, all the side effects of that invasion which we are facing even after all these years. So Bhagavan said that every time you are trying to achieve happiness by your own actions in this world, it germinates new source of unhappiness. Therefore, this place is called the Kalyam or Saswatam because it is impermanent. If it's permanent, it can give you happiness because you're going to get adjusted to that permanency. It is asaswatam and therefore it is dukkhalayam. It's a house of pain. Sansiddhim paramam gataha na apnonde. They never come back to this house of pain again. Once I've decided that this sansar is not going to give me happiness and I've fixed my goal, then there is no point in me coming back here. The next few verses we have to do some heavy lifting because it is trying to give you a cosmic perspective about your coming and going. We look at how I get happiness in this life. And in this life we have decided that if I get out of this situation I will be happy. So we constantly keep our goal in a very short term, short duration. If I get distinction in my exam I will be happy. At that point, that's the only milestone I have. And once I get that distinction in that exam, if I get the admission, I'll be happy. So we keep moving our goalpost, and we think that the one little achievement will give me happiness. But it doesn't. So we cannot plan even in a globally in this life. We are discussing about 401k plan in my office, and consultants say, if you do this, they will help your employees, and then they retire. My employees are in their 20s and 30s. They don't think about retirement. If you give more you know, contribution in a 401k plan, they don't mean anything to them. But if you give them a raise, that means a lot to them. Because we are so bound by short-term thinking that we cannot plan even for this life. How can you think about the eternity that you have to live through? So now Bhagavan is trying to give us a global perspective of your existence. Abrahma Bhavanat Lokaha Punara Vartino Arjuna. Mam Upetitu Kaunteya Punarjan Manna Vidyate. So, first thing we have tried to do is we identified that this thing gives me unhappiness. I want to get over this unhappiness. And so, once I get over this unhappiness, I'll be happy forever. Well, we planned in a short term. We got happiness, but it didn't last long. So we have to come back again and try harder again. And we think this is my, just a struggle for a short time. While I'm in college, while I'm working, once I retire, things will be perfect. But Bhagavan said, think about this way, that your existence is somewhat infinite. And you can only build upon what you have done yesterday. Swamiji gives example that you can't really overnight become somebody else. If all my life I have been practicing architecture, learning architecture, when I wake up tomorrow morning, I'll wake up as an architect. I won't wake up as a, as a doctor. So if I really want to plan in long term, then I obviously have to plan on how can I get out the limitations I have right now. He said, how long 
this thing can last, what I'm doing today, and accumulating all the vasanas and desires, infinity. Till the person reaches the level of the Brahma Loka, he is bound to come back. So what happens is, today what I do, I work very hard today and accomplish something or, or get some desire, vasana. When I go to sleep, when I wake up next morning, I start from where I left off last night. Same thing, where I left off last year, I'm going to start my year this way. When I keep expanding this idea of my identification with myself and the world, wherever I leave off, that's where I start. So the people who rise in their identification, first I was identifying with just myself, then my family, then my community, my nation, I keep rising till the level of Brahma, which is the creator. So Vedanta accept the idea of a gradual karma mukti. That my actions I can rise from the state where I am till the next. But till I reach, reach the highest level where I identify with that imperishable, I am bound to come back. So no matter how high I rise in my understanding, how good I do in this world, but I'm going to come back. If the good binds me to come back again. I do something, it feels good, I want to keep doing it again and again. So it's till that level that someone reaches the level of Brahmaji, he will come back. Idea in our Vedanta is the one who reaches the level of Brahmaloka, there he continues to devote his time into Brahma Vichar and then at the time of that Kalpa when the cycle starts again he is relieved otherwise Sahastra Yoga Paryantam Aha Yad Brahmano Viduho so how long is Brahma's day and night that the thousands of Kalpas you guys will make one day so the person who is still trying to do good and get rid of his limitations, he said, for him, is a long way to go. Because we cannot really end our cycle right here. Our state of existence is permanent. And as long as we identify with this limitedness, it will remain permanent. Only The only exception is one who identifies with me the imperishable, for him there is no punarjanma. He doesn't have to come back. So as long as my existence is there, then I will be from vyakta to avyakta and vyakta again. So in my day-to-day, the microcosm, I do that every day. During the day, my world is vyakta. I'm actively engaged in my activities in this world. Then the night, that myself goes into avyakta. When I'm deep sleep, I'm not manifesting. But I remain there as latent potential to wake up again and start. So next morning I start again, my world starts all over again, where I left off last night. The whole day then I will continue the day and then go to sleep again. My world goes into unmanifest again. How long will I continue doing it? As long as I identify this limitedness as me. 
this body, this mind, this intellect is me, then all my past I'm carrying with me. What I am today is the sum total of my past. Which school I went to, what profession I practiced, what family I created, that's my past. The past will be always with me. Even when I'm avyakta, when I'm completely unmanifest in my deep sleep, the past is with me in an unmanifest form. And when I wake up, the past will carry me towards the next step. He said, this is applicable till the level of energy of Brahmalog. So in a constant actions with upasana, meditation, contemplation on who I am, will raise you to various levels of your understanding. But till you reach the level of understanding that I'm not this limited being, which is where you're in the Brahma Loka, you'll come back again, just as you come back every day and night. So right now we think in our small day and night, as long as my today is good, there's Rasi Bhavishya. The guy will say, Aapka aaj ka din sukhakari rahega. They say, well, this is good. At least today I'm good. Then we say monthly, Bhavisya comes. You know, in some magazine, monthly comes. We do monthly. Then they, at the New Year Day, they will publish the whole year of how we'll go. So we plan day. We plan our month. We plan our year. Then we also plan our life. But we think that's the end of it. But once in a Sahastra Yuga Paryantam, ahaha. Yat Brahmano Viduho. One who knows that Brahmaji is one day is thousand yugas. And then we have seen this calculation last time. It almost goes in infinity. And what happens? You see, it exactly happens what happens in your daytime, in your life in a day and night. This limited being is identified with this body, mind, and intellect will continue making that journey through this kalpa carrying all the past with him or her. And then, Brahmaji's night is Ratrim Yuga Sahastran Antham Te Aho Ratra Vido Janaha. I now know my life is very short. My day and night are 24 hours, is day and night. If I can get through my day and I get through my night, I'm okay. But once it plan for this, because you are bound by Brahmaji's day and night, not yours. He is the creator. He created you. As long as you are bound by your identification of limited mind and intellect, you are bound by that day and night. That's infinity. Sahastra Yuga Paryanta. One who knows that Brahmaji's day is thousand yugas. And we have seen that Satyug, Treta, Dwapar and Kali and that ends up into some millions of years. So that's just one kalpa. And then the night will be the same. And that just reminds one day and night. Throughout this kalpa, I will go through this pain and sorrows and happiness and unhappiness. For the night, you will be in avyakta. For Brahmaji's night, you will be avyakta. At the beginning of the day, you will come back again. Start all over again. Till you reach the Brahmaloka. That identification is with me only. That person knows what night and day is. My understanding of night and day is very short. So I think I have to just get through this night and day. I say, no, 
one who knows the night and day of Brahmaji, he knows what night and day is. And the next verse which says, Avyaktad Vyaktayaha Sarvaha Prabhavanti Aha Agame. From that unmanifest, which is at night, in a deep sleep, Vyakta, at the beginning of the day, it becomes manifest. That architect which was unmanifest on a Sunday night, Monday morning he will manifest. Same person will become unmanifest at the beginning of night. Now you think in terms of Brahmaji's night and day and say, Avyaktat Vyaktaya Sarvaha Prabhavanti Aha Agame. At the beginning of the day, all the, the beings which are unmanifest will rise and become manifest again. Ratri Agame Praliyante Tatra Eva Avyakta Sangnake. At the arrival of night, they will all dissolve into unmanifest again. Now you have to start thinking about your state of existence. And if you're a good planner, start planning for that night and day. Not for the short duration, but for infinity. Well, that's basically the message we have here. So we'll stop right here. Om Sarve Bhavantu Sukhina Sarve Santu Niramayaha Sarve Bhadrani Pashyantu Ma Kaschid Dukkha Om Shantihi 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 Harihi Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Harihi Om